I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Babe. 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 I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And this is Babe. Babe. Hi guys. Wow. wow. This is, um, things are, we've fallen on tough times. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bleak lively right now. Uh, so my microphone broke. So Ryan is talking into one mic and I'm recording it on Ryan's phone and I'm literally like about to kill myself because I'm so irritated by well, the situation. Also we're in Palm Springs. Um, and we had to turn off the AC to record because it was really noisy so we are just in palm springs sweating our fucking balls off which i think actually could be a good thing because it's like i didn't work out today so i feel like having this like sauna moment could be hoove me in some way you're always living life on the sunny side of the street (laughs) yeah i'm trying to maintain positivity but today i'm done it's challenging i'm hanging on by a thread ryan's now done by a a moment by a limb what was that Kristen doty hanging on your word hanging on your hanging on by a word by a thread hanging on your words by a string by a moment by a thread you've got me hanging on by a moment I'm just whatever. Thread. I'm 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 relating to Kristen Doty, which means that I have heat exhaustion. Like, literally, <laughs> like someone please call nine one one. Like it's not good over here, honey. Cast it palm springs. Um. Uh, okay. So let's. But say. so we've found answers, and those answers are that we're we're making it work because I'm technology friendly. Yeah, and we're dedicated to the readers. Yeah. Oh. Anything um, for you guys. So hi. <laughs> hi. So um. Why are we in Palm Springs? <laughs> well, funny you should ask. We're in Palm Springs because Ryan got a little bug. To, he wanted to I'm go away. Out of town. Sometimes out of he just needs to go away and get yeah. out of town. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here. And I feel like I've been Airbnb in Palm Springs for years. And I feel like I just stay in the same Airbnb over and over again because it's all the same. It's like mid-century modern and like a pool. and like you know, it's Is this like, feeling the same to you yeah. as usual? Yeah. I was actually shocked because when you first showed me photos of this house, I was chilled to the bone. I know it's not it's not so bone chilly in person. In person it's like chill, but in real life it's a bone well, chill. It actually or isn't no, ch- in it, person it's chill, but online it's a bone chill. It actually isn't chill because it's so hot <laughs> even with the AC going. Me and our housemates slash Franz, uh, Dini and Claire, we did not sleep. Laura's the only one that slept. <laughs> Laura can sleep over like sleep through a fucking like hurricane she's yeah, fine enough hits of the vape and i'm out yeah <laughs> she was stoned last night and like trying to like talk like deep about rachel dolezal and it was not having it so we watched the rachel dolezal documentary yeah the rachel divide. and this is actually a really good segue because i think that she is 100 percent the babe of maybe the month if not the year if not or the century the century and i think she 
she goes so far into babe that it's something other than babe. Well, it's just like you're well, crazy. It's like called psychosis. Well, here's the deal. It's so, like you're mentally ill and traumatized and Well, that 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 movie was a roller coaster and by the way, I love that it's called the Rachel oh my God, I, Divide, which sorry, is Sorry, I just uh, I just came up with a term for what Rachel is. What? She's a bub. She's a bub. <laughs> what does that mean? She's a bub. That's like when you've you're no you've tr- you've gone beyond like you're not even like babe you're just a bub okay i love that she's a bubba boo yeah she's a bubba she's a bubba okay fair enough <laughs> she's a bub so here's the deal the, the movie really does take you on a roller coaster because you actually empathize with her because i did not know the story of her the abuse that she suffered from her parents and the fact that they had ad- adopted all these uh kids of color and then they abused them i didn't know that she had been molested and I didn't know any of the history. Oh, by the way, if you have not seen the movie yet, I guess you should fast forward because there's spoilers. I guess. Well, I mean, whatever. Whatever. Who cares? So, um, this bottom be- line is Rachel has a history that you see why she's you doing, understand. you understand and empathize with where she's coming from, but then it twists because you don't know why she's reacting the way she, the, how she's handling the scandal is mind-boggling how she's handling this entire thing is mind-boggling yeah like that she has enough it's crazy that she has like enough wherewithal and kind of knowledge of uh, like black history and culture to then get like join the NAACP and be like working tirelessly for the rights of African-Americans but at the same time be doing something that's like so like not acknowledging her own privilege like you would think that an educated woman would not would know how to handle this but she like doesn't know well, it's really weird because she loves to double down rachel loves to double down rachel's gone beyond doubling down and she's like 400ing down at this point basically like i wish that she could just say in an interview like hey listen here's the deal i had a very traumatic like childhood growing up which led to me kind of adapting this culture that wasn't my own um but i know that i'm white and i know that i can't like relate to the experience of being a black woman and that's my deal but instead she's just like no i'm black that's it like i'm black that's it and what's the saddest part about that documentary for me and the hardest thing to watch is that her kids are just suffering because she won't just admit that she's white she won't admit that she has privilege and so it gets dragged on and on and the kids have to suffer for it. And that's really unforgivable. Yeah, me. no, it's not fair. Rachel went through this like horrific abuse as like a child. And now the cycle of abuse is just starting over again with her. Like she is abusing everyone around her, but she's like unaware of it. Yeah, and that's like, the scariest part. Like every single person around her and in her sphere is suffering because of her actions. And she is blind to that. And just like, completely selfish but it's also like delusional because she just doesn't see that there's this one point in the movie where she tells her kid she's like i just want you to have your own life and she does this while you know bringing a camera crew to him like looking at college tours yeah and um she posts instagram photos of him and she just she totally like courts the media and she courts the attention so she doesn't actually care about like i mean like she brings her kids willingly into this and she goes really unfair into like every media interaction being like i think this one's gonna be fine yeah like it's, they said it's gonna be good and they won't like, be mean I'm, to me like i'm really ready and then it's like no of course everyone's well, gonna so keep trolling you until you literally just say i'm a white woman i was born a white woman but like 
X, Y, Z, I went through this and this is where I'm coming from, but I get it. I'm white. I experienced white privilege. I will sorry. never know what it's like to be black and I'm sorry. And let's like move on. But she like can't say it. It's insane. It's really weird. And, um, I feel like the funniest part of the movie for me was when at the end she goes to get a name change at the DMV <laughs> and to start over and to be an anonymous for the first time. I'm like, wait, you're starting over at the DMV to be anonymous while being while like, filming a Netflix a documentary for Netflix. And we all know your new name. Now. Yeah. Like immediately your after she name. changed her name, her new name was like, it was on the internet, yeah. what her new name was. So it's like, Rachel, what you don't the understand. fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like she, what she's, is happening? She's a real TBD. She's a, such a TBD. I just feel so bad for her kids because I'm like, they're all babe exclamation points and they they're need to get the so fuck cute. out they, of there. And, yeah, exactly. And they're so depressed and it's all, ugh. it's anyway. all her fault. So anyway, like Lara was just like taking tons of like rips from the vape. I was, I was just, just like, vaping. She was ready was to like, like talk about it. And I was like, honey, I cannot go there. I, I followed forgot. Ryan into his bedroom and I was she like, would not, let's yeah. just talk. And no. he was like, you need to shut the door in my face. <laughs> and then I went in my room and had a photo shoot. And then I went, watched videos of tsunamis and then I went to bed. I love that that's your bedtime story. That's your good night moon. I just like got really into Carnage. yesterday watching videos of like the top deadliest tsunamis just to see what they look like. I'm really like. into that stuff too. Yeah. And but I not watched like bed. Plane crash videos <gasps> what which was like no i stressful. can't watch that i can't watch that because i hate flying and yeah but it's interesting because like a disaster does not often look like how disasters are depicted in movies like it's kind of far <laughs> you don't say i know but it's like far <laughs> less dramatic in a well, way yeah. which is interesting so it's not so you're telling me that the tsunami in indonesia was not like the naimu watts movie the impossible no that was like that because that tsunami was truly terrible yeah that was a that was a babe of the tsunami yeah i mean every tsunami is babe but that one was that one was a bub it was a bub (laughs) (laughs) one and bub oh man so So anyways what's going on with you nothing what (laughs) nothing nothing i mean well Let's see. I mean, we're in Palm Springs. Okay. I guess I have like a babe history in Palm Springs I can talk about. Mm -hmm. So I've been going here as a child of California for many years. (laughs) (laughs) When is the first time you came to Palm Springs? Um, my uncle lives here. So I mean, so I mean, young, I think. Um, but I've been going here a lot in my twenties. I remember. I, I remember this visit. I went here when I was 23. I was coming, I was, it was during the holidays and I was with one of my best friends, Katie. And there was this guy that I was internet friends with that was in Palm Springs because his gay uncle lived there. Um, which, you know, same. And I liked him so much. So we just like hung out for two days in Palm Springs, like me, Katie and this boy. Mm-hmm. And I was like in love with him. I was obsessed. And then like, and nothing happened, obviously. He like spent the night in our hotel room. It was so weird. So then he like left and then I was like, Katie, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna text him and tell him how I feel. And she was like, no. she was like, she was like, do it, sure. So I texted him being like, Hey, I really like you. And he responded, I really liked your friend Katie. She's great. And I was oh. like, Oh, anyways. Babe. I know, it's sad. So then But also, like, did you guys Maybe you came out too out the gates, like well, with guns blazing. Too no fast. one liked me. I mean, that like so. It's like I would like I got rejected so many times when I was younger. It's mm-hmm. not a joke. Like I don't get rejected that much now. Mm-mm. I mean, well, I'm in a relationship, so I don't really 
have opportunities to get rejected. But, yeah. But when I was in but my now 20s, you're more of a rejector, not a rejectee. Yeah. So now, but back then I got rejected all the time. And then, um, when I was 22, a year earlier, I went here for Christmas with my family and spent it with my gay uncle. Uh, and basically my family runs on like repression and like mm-hmm. sees candy. <laughs> Those are like the two things that runs on and they don't talk about anything at all. Like, and I think I've mentioned this before, like they have these like knock, down drag out fights about like someone taking a candy bar that's like a dollar and like being like that oh, was yeah, for I me and that. i'm like honey i can venmo you a dollar i can go to the corner store and get you like a take five <laughs> and then you can take five because you're being crazy and it's obviously not about the take five candy bar it's about like the simmering resentments that they've all lived with for years and years yeah but like no one in my family wants to go there and this christmas it was so toxic and it was so like it was so tense and no one was acknowledging it that I finally broke down and started crying. Um, and I was like, why doesn't anyone in this family talk about anything? And then my uncle went like straight, like monster Eileen Warnos on me and like went crazy and kicked us all out in the middle of the night. We had to leave at 2 AM. Where'd you go? We went home to LA. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was severe that was, yeah that was that's intense. not that was a very harsh tie yeah and it's taken years but me and my uncle are just beginning to like repair our relationship again and it's really good but it was like honey you don't want to get bitched out by your gay uncle <laughs> let me <No>. tell you <laughs> guns blazing <laughs> so i have that history and then um i think that's it we went here last summer because i was like writing remember and you took the test loop out here oh yeah that was really fun but palm springs to me is actually always a tbd i always i I like it in theory and i like being here but honestly like there's a certain like lost soul quality of being in the desert like the people that live here there's just this kind of undercurrent of sadness because it's like who would choose to live in the desert year round the locals it's weird. have a strange vibe. It's a strange vibe. They have like a local Palm Springs vibe. But then also, I mean, I don't get the lost thing. It's just like, I guess I don't, I don't know. Like I've never been in a really, aside from just the Parker Hotel, which I find to be like the most soothing, soothing. Palm Springs vibe. Yeah. I'm never soothed in like a... But by the way, like the Parker, it costs money to soothe, honey. Oh, yeah. It's like $800 a night. You pay to yeah. get soothed as fuck and feel like you're just like on the grounds of like someone's beautiful house. Right. And you like run around and they let you do whatever you want. But like you pay for that. Remember you I paid pay for like $17 the dollars for like a grapefruit? Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It was insane. It was really good. It was a, it was a delicious. It was a I mean, everything's food. delicious and wonderful yeah. and the best, but it's also like you have to, but that also you, you get the bill the price. and you're like, you could have gone to Europe. No soothe this free. You could have gone to Europe. Though. Yeah. Like, no, legit, you could have like gotten a flight to Italy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you could have just gotten instead, a flight to Italy, but you, instead you decided to go to the Parker for 24 hours. Yeah. Instead you just went to the Parker and then you ate like dinner at some TBD, like cantina and like was like, uh, and then you were like hot. The Parker's restaurants are pretty good though. I've always had a wonderful experience there. And it's like real, it's a real babe stomping ground for me actually. No, Why? Cause you, you recorded your, um, welcome to the stage video there. Please welcome to the stage was made at the Parker. And that was like a really, I wonder lull. if that's going to be on their like tour. They like, should. They be should. like this is the History room where made. this viral yeah. video happened. It'll be like it'll be like uh, John John Belushi like where he died in Chateau Marmont. Yeah, yeah. That will be the new dying in a hotel room is creating a the mega lull in a yeah. hotel room. So the Parker was the scene of that crime, but then also I had a really good like second date. 
that happened at the Parker. Really? Yeah. With that guy, the older guy that I was dating. You guys went to the Parker? Yeah, babe. I said he took me out to dinner and then he was like, let's go away this weekend. And I was like, only I was like, let's go to the Parker. Let me tell you about this amazing hotel. And then basically set a precedent that the only way I was going to go out with him is if there was a room at the Parker involved. That's sheet. Yeah. And so we got a room at the Parker and it was really fun. Right. And I was dog sitting my friend's dog. So I was like, plus you need to pay for this dog to come. So we did. And then we just like hung out. I love that. Yeah. That's great. It was great. There's a lot of, oh, and then we, 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 yeah, there's been a lot of experiences here. Yeah. Yeah. There's experiences. But. And right now is an experience. I would, yeah, I'm literally hallucinating. I'm literally (laughs) like, I can't. I'm like, night, night. It's like fucking crazy. I feel like the mixture of the mic breaking and the heat is making me into like going into like brat mode where everything is like unrelatable and bad. I know. I feel like you're getting, I can feel you being triggered across the table from me. I'm like ready to just go off and be like, I literally will. I go into this like mode and I did this when I was younger. I remember, and it's bad. Like, believe me, I'm fully aware of how bad it is. I like every, Did you hear that? She's self-aware. Every podcast is like me admitting to being a monster. I mean, like, I know, I get it. But will it change? Never. But like, <laughs> I go into this mode when I get like trolled where it's like, I become just like entitled, awful, like demon. Yes. And it's like, it truly, like my dad gave me a TV for Christmas once and I flipped out and like screamed at my entire family. And when like, was this recently? No, this was like when I was in my twenties. Oh, okay. He gave me like a TV for my apartment and I was like, and why, why did you- I was just like, why the fuck would he give me a fucking TV? Are like, you Carrie in Sex and City too? I think so. You are. That was my Carrie Bradshaw Wait, that moment. That is literally like big. Get that was TV. actually exactly. And she goes, Some diamonds would be nice. That's so, how I yeah, felt. Yeah, you were. I full fu- Oh my god, I fully did carry. You kind of are carry scary. <laughs> you are like at, at my best, I'm like Lara Stara, and then at my worst, I'm scary carry. Yeah. Okay, are. that make that actually makes me not want to be a scary. Well, I always say, and I've said this before, like my best self is a Miranda, my worst self is a carry for sure, without a fail. Like all my narcissistic riderly tendencies is all carry. Yeah, but then like. All my best clownies, which I don't actually know what they are. Um, <laughs> or Miranda. That's true. I, I think at my best, I'm a Samantha. And at my worst, I'm a Carrie. You are not a Samantha. That's actually offensive and rude that you would say that. You are not a Samantha I am. at all. In what world? I quit this <laughs> podcast. It's been a nice run, but this babe is over. I'm sorry. No one's ever going to get the merch. The oh, Patreon shut down. Stop. This podcast ends today. No. Why am no. I not a Samantha? You kind of are now that I think about it. You're such a contrarian. I know. Don't fuck with me in this heat. I know. I will come for you. Your hat, your hat is like melting. I know. Your hat is like in your eyelid. I'm it's like, sweaty. <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I am a Samantha. At my best, at my so, peak okay, so, self, okay. and my whole journey is to get and heal a lot of like, sexual trauma from the past and like move past whatever like weird sexual blockages I have to achieve my final form, which is Larmantha. Larmantha. I love that. Justice for Larmantha. Justice for Larmantha. But it's taking, going to take a long time to get there. I think I need a shaman, like actual, like shamanic surgery. You always bring that up. You don't need that. That's a racket. No. Honey, you just like to be healed. I love being healed. But like go heal yourself for free. 
Uh, I do that in conjunction with seeking out healers but and some getting shaman help. recommended from goop. is not going to like save your soul. This is not like jewel who will save your soul. No, I'm not asking for my soll to be saved. I'm asking for a chakra block to be removed. There's a difference. And I think the readers <laughs> will know that. Thank you. Thanks for weighing in, but I disagree. Literally, they're like, like during the everyone's this, tuned, turn this the, podcast off the now. Recording this podcast, Laura has like shattered five wine glasses and now she's just carving my name in blood. <laughs> She's literally like, I have Ryan like at gunpoint and I'm I know. Like, Record her. I've been, she actually kidnapped me, took me to Palm Springs. I'm here against my will. Yeah. I've gone full Carrie. Yeah. Speaking of Carrie, I have a new podcast. If you haven't listened, it's oh, called yeah. Sex, Saving Sex in the City three. And it's not, it's more than a podcast. It's a law cast. My boyfriend is on it. Yeah. Justice for Jonathan. So yeah, if you're looking. To hear what Jonathan has to say. You won't get it. <laughs> Ryan will make sure that he takes away his freedom of speech on Babe forever, but you can hear Jonathan lol freely on Saving Sex in the City 3. Wait, I think I do want to tell you that I got rimmed. Because I think I'll just tell... <laughs> I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Here we go. So, Here we go. This is like... okay. What? So Ryan had a whole experience literally an hour before we started this podcast. And Which I was like, way, are we going to talk decades? Cause now the heat is no, more yeah. of time. And I was like, are was we going to talk about that? AC? Like that's perfect for talking about. And he was like, no, no, no. And I was like, give him literally a glass of Miraval and like talk a little more than heat where he feels the attention is shifted off of him and <laughs> he'll come out with the rimming story. So go say same. it. Same. You would do the same thing. I would All not. All my tricks are your tricks. I would say that the ha- same game recognized game. Yeah, exactly. 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 Babe recognized babe. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So exactly. I <laughs> exactly. Okay, exactly. So, oh my god. Okay, You're go ahead. Me. Just go. Your straw hat is now just a pile of ash on your head. <laughs> I'm like a scary Bradshaw scarecrow. You are I'm a scarecrow. out on live time. I'm obsessed with it. Okay, so. You like it when I get a little crazy. I guess. The heat it's too hot for insane. this shit. So okay. go, say it. Okay, so I, I had an appointment with a erotic masseur today. Um, because, well, Palm Springs are, she just walks away. I'm getting getting a refill. I'm recording remotely. Um, so basically like, I think you guys all know that I just love daddies, love daddies and Palm Springs is the land of the daddies. I don't think anyone here is below the age of like 40. And if they are, they look like they're 40. So it's really, really like my G spot. And I made an appointment with a guy and I got a massage from him today, and it was a really good experience because he rimmed me. <laughs> and what? <laughs> what? What? I I just didn't realize. I love a rim job. I honestly, it's the best job. I, I you know, I really, I feel bad that they call it a job. It sounds like a blast. You're like you're hired. You're hired. Yeah. Anyone's well, it hired. is a job for him because you paid yeah. him to do it. Well, he. Hey, look, not to split hairs or whatever, but he asked me if he could rim me. I love that. Which and I you love. said yes. And there's truly, there's, there's nothing better than an amazing rim job and someone that like just eats your ass voraciously. Look, what, I, always say, style? I always say, and I said this before in the podcast, the one prereq for eating ass is wanting to eat ass. Okay. And people that love to eat ass love to eat ass. And I love 
when people eat my ass. <laughs> yeah. But the worst thing is when someone half asses a rim well, job. Well, that's just depressing. It's and that's depressing. not fun for anyone. It's like, and why that just would you feel weird and blah, blah, blah. Like I would, I've only eaten one ass in my life, but I ate it with. She's saying this while like opening a bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> I've only eaten one ass in my life, but I ate it with gumption and excitement and i would never ever think to eat someone's ass like just like like a whatever i had a boyfriend after college for a summer (laughs) not to pack someone liked me for three months in 2009 i had a boyfriend once i had a boyfriend once um and he loved to eat ass and he would eat ass he would eat my ass literally coming home from a bar drunk at 2 a.m and i would be so shook by it but i also would be so here for it like it wasn't my journey but i loved that it was his journey yeah and some people are really into that journey like the first time okay the first time i ever got rimmed was by like a a boyfriend love of my life like college boyfriend and both of us were new to like an anal journey so it was not it was fun and exciting and felt good but it was like i didn't know what excited ass eating felt like and he was just kind of like take like dipping his toes in the water and it was exciting and we tried to like have anal and that really was not exciting and then I was like hmm well I've kind of done it so anyways and then years go by and the second time I got my ass eaten was after being at a Dave Matthews band concert for like three hours yikes and I was like crash into that's not my journey to like return the favor that night but i'm like i'm excited that he was really excited to yeah i mean i i really i really appreciate an enthusiastic ass eating moment and actually i really like it when it's with a stranger (laughs) it's fine like it's a fun bonding exercise like hi nice to meet you here's my asshole like and well obviously i would never ever ask because this is not like a like when I make these appointments, it's not like to have sex because I don't have sex with them. Well, yeah, but, but you're also like it's it's knowing that something sexual is going to happen yes, and whatever happens is like sure. consensual and talked about and decided and upon it makes, arrival. And it makes me feel good that like I would never I would never ask someone if they could eat my ass ever. Are you fucking kidding me? They have to they have to want to eat my ass. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like crazy. Do people say it like the masseurs when they advertise? Do they say like I'm into rimming or no? They don't no. say like it's because just it's all like, it's all very illegal. So okay. it's like. It's I'm like, like God, pro- sex work is still illegal. Yeah, yeah, totally. I know. I'm like, I go to jail literally tomorrow. <laughs> I just thought that. I was like, what if you get arrested for this? I don't know. All lol. I don't know. No, for, like, you're I'm- fine. Okay. <laughs> for all anyone knows, it's like no one has proof. You That's could be true. just lying and making all of this That's stuff. That's true. Which would be a true That's bait, what I'm doing. And it would be on wink, brand. Wink, wink. Wink, this wink, is wink. A, Ryan's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, authorities? I'm a liar. I love, uh, our, I'm gay the for police attention. that listen to our... Yeah. The one gay police <laughs> is there officer. Any, do you think a police officer has ever listened to this podcast? Well, police officers are babes. Yeah, so, they're true babes. Uh, and I think that if you're a babe, you don't listen. No. Babe don't recognize babe. Well... I want to know if you're a police officer and you're listening right now, make yourself known. Tweet us. Well, I also want to know what, how people feel about getting their ass eaten because I want to know about gay guys specifically because there are a lot of gays that don't do it, which is totally fine. Um, but I think it's really fun. Yeah. It's like, 
it's an untapped resource of sex. And I guess it's like now it's becoming part of like the culture, greater cultural conversation about sex. Like it's very more acceptable than like five years ago or whatever. Right. Like well, gay men too- have been eating each other's asses. Well, since yeah, that but I mean, time. like in wider, just like people are doing it more and like- talking about it more. Like Brielle Berman. Oh my God, there's a bee. Oh, oh my God, there's a bee. <laughs> How'd that get in here? We gotta let it out. We gotta let it out. Hang on. Oh my god, I'm scared. Oh my god, I'm freaking out. I feel like Anne Hayes okay. in India when she thought she was Celestia and like knocked on that neighbor's head door. Wait, when did that happen? Remember that? She had a nervous breakdown in like '97, and Come here, she B. come on. She literally was in Indio, California, and she like went to some stranger's house and like said that she was Celestia and the spaceship had landed. Love. And then like Ellen's like put a nozzle on her. <laughs> Okay, I release the beat into the wow. Are they? Lo- I'm sure. I want to know if you're loving this podcast episode I or know. you're fucking hating it. But the bee has gone. I saved both of our lives. Okay. And Anne Hayesh is a true babe. She's <laughs> yeah. She kind of is. We've never talked about her. We've before. never talked about Anne. Celestia. Remember Celestia? That was I don't. Her al- I remember. Didn't Celestia she, like, run? was her alter ego. She wasn't like Celestia was like an alien. So she, she was, like, dated Ellen, and they yeah. were like a power lesbian couple. Did you know that the Anne was character like, of Heather Graham in Bowfinger was based off of Anne Hayes? Do you know? I've never seen Bowfinger. No. Oh, well, who cares? But I mean, basically, the rumor is that Anne Hayes was an opportunistic actress, and then she was like. Oh, I'm gonna date Ellen to get a leg up in my career, and then she did. They kind of looked alike too at the time. Oh, totally. Yeah, they, they were giving you like butch they were giving les, you like cheek twin. power les, yeah, les. yeah. And, and Anne Hsieh was like kind of like a young gaming like she actress. was, in, but she was. I always she thought had terrible. a moment. She had a moment, but I she was she pretty. Was, she was bad though, but I she thought. was not like I was not into her. And then she was acting. like, then she had a she wrote a book called Call Me Crazy, which I did repeatedly. <laughs> Mine is call me babe. <laughs> call me babe? Babe? Um, no, call so me wait, babe and, is the first one, and then call me babe, exclamation point, sequel. Yeah, call me babe, and then call me babe. Yeah. Wait, so Anne dated Ellen, and then they broke up, and then she went crazy. She did. I think she got, But then she was, like, she running crazy through the desert. During, she, the desert meltdown happened, I think, when she was dating Ellen, if, I, if my memory serves. By the way, like... Gay men have such, like, I would say 80% of gay men's brains are just, like, useless pop culture trivia. Like, I don't know how I know all of this. I just do. I love that. Like, Jonathan and I were having uh, lunch with our friends, um, David and James, and David uh, manages Sia, and uh, James is, like, a pop culture pop star freak. And I don't care about pop music, but I just knew everything. I don't know how I knew everything. I think it just comes from, like, growing up and reading, like, magazines like entertainment weekly and like premiere cover to cover but yeah. i just like i just know so much weird pop star shit Anyways, yeah same whatever. yeah it's fine <laughs> sorry and so so back to Anne hayes back to Anne. she so, went crazy and ran through the desert right she had a breakdown and then she was wandering the streets of indio she knocked on some random's house in india was, or indonesia no india india like love. 20 minutes from palm springs she was like is coachella happening yeah, this week? it was, was pre-coachella <laughs> so she had so no Anne, reason to be in india yeah but she like she saw i mean the, mission, what she was like 
trying to go to Coachella before Coachella was a thing. Yeah, well, she so was then, drawn to India. So then she, She's psychic. So then she had this alter ego called Celestia that she referred to as like an alien. I'm can I actually don't know the full details on this, but it was truly next level. And then that's what she wrote her book about. Call me crazy. So did she? What did she say about that in her book? I never read it. Was she schizophrenic? I think I don't know. I think she's still worse. Just like making fun of like a person with like. I know. I'm sorry. I bet it was not. I don't know. There's no excuse. (laughs) I'm like, but it's not bad if it's funny, but it's like pretty bad. No, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. (laughs) We're really hot. And we're hot, and like things are happening. Things are happening. This This is is like like recording a podcast in a sauna right now. Yeah, I like it. I'm crazy. I'm going crazy. I'm on my like second glass of rose. I can't drink anymore. If I drink anymore, I will pass out. I had one glass and I'm like, night, night. It's like not good. Um, so what else has been going on? Besides just getting rimmed by a stranger 45 minutes ago and then being in a sauna. Um, not much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like, you know, it's so interesting. Like, you know, I used to get a lot of massages that were erotic and then it turned into like an obsession and kind of an addiction. So I scaled back and, you know, sometimes it can be really positive. I don't know. It's If you're having fun and you come away from the experience feeling like that was fun and not trolled, then I'm all for it. Like, I think it's great. But it's hard for me. It's such a slippery slope because I think that the... The balance between being empowered and then also just needing validation because of low self-esteem is like so intertwined. It's crazy. Like I do want to get to a place in my life where I don't need some daddy and palm springs to like lick my asshole so I can feel whole. Like, you know, but I, don't, I also I don't think know. it's a question of like your relationship dynamics because it's like that is part of your relationship agreement that that's on the table and that's a fine thing to do. Well, and that's the only thing I can do. That's yeah. the thing. So, like, so I it's think- complicated because like, I think I would say go out into the world and like find a random hot daddy to like rim you by all means, like spread your wings and fly Jonathan <laughs> Livingston Siegel. But like, you're not, and that's not part of your agreement of being, of your like, relationship well, not monogamish really, cause, cause whatever Jonathan gets really skittish when it's friends of ours which i kind of get well yeah no i would not No, i get to- but i don't want to like hook up with a best friend i mean it's not like that it's like it's tricky it i think with sex stuff it's always tricky because i i do walk away feeling good like i that i felt like that experience today was positive yeah but, it seems really positive but did he rim you until you came no he rimmed me for like, a little bit off and on and then he actually then it was off and on. He would do it for a little bit and then he'd stop and mm-hmm. he'd do it for a little bit, which is like amazing. It's yeah. just like, ugh, what a build. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a build. What a build. Five stars. What yep, a build. Totally. Like, really, really but, I wish there, is there like a Yelp review site for sex workers? No, but I, well, yeah, there is. It's on Missour Finder and Brent Missour. There are websites for this. Yeah. Oh, and there's also like a secret website, which I forget the name of, where it's like, actual clients that like go see these people and like give you the tea on like what they're really like. Yeah. And so like some people, some of these guys are shady and weird and like they'll let you know. And, and like these, like they're like, Hey, has anyone tried out Tom from Los Angeles? And they're like, Oh, do I have some stories for you? It's actually quite fascinating. That's good because like, it's, it's a protect, it's a way to protect each other. Yeah. It is. It's you're like, helping each other because if it's a, you're living like, it's like unregulated work it that is. people do. And, but like lots of people do it. So when there's no one to police it except the police who are just trying to like punish people and shut them down, it's you gotta look out for each other. I just don't know if I wanna do it anymore. That's fair. 
I mean, but I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what. That's kind of your thing when you go out of town, though. You like, yeah, have fun. Yeah, but I don't know. I I I don't want to um hook up with sex workers anymore or get erotic massages or whatever. I don't want to do that anymore. But I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I mean, I guess you have to like have an agreement with your boyfriend about what's okay to do and what's not okay to do. I just. It keeps, it keep, I keep going back to the idea. It's so stupid. I feel like a broken record, but I, but I feel like I keep going back to the idea of I'm, I'm mourning the fact that I, I went so long without having sex because I feel like it's created this insatiable itch where I want to be with other men mm-hmm. because I want to experience that because I never experienced it. I mean, Jonathan's literally the only, I've only slept with one other person besides Jonathan. I mean, like anal sex yeah. and it's just wild. It's just a really wild... I I think that this would be a good opportunity for readers to weigh in because it's easy for me as like someone that has had sex like with multiple people throughout my 20s and beyond to be like, whatever, it's like you're not... like. What you're giving up pales in comparison to what you're truly getting. Oh, totally. But like... And that's not the issue here. No. It's just more of an issue of experience and like... Do you want all those experiences? And I can't answer that for you because I can just only speak from my experience, which is like, I don't like a lot of the random hookups and like sex with lots of people. I would take back a lot of them. But see, there are certain people in my life, not many, but we have a fun flirtation and I know hooking up with them would be a fun, positive, consensual experience. Yeah. But they're and in your friend group. Sort of. Not completely. Yeah. I would say on the edge. Oh, that's where I like them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it's just a, it's a constant negotiation. It's something that I haven't figured out. But I, I feel like I've exhausted the sex worker erotic massage route. And I feel like even though today was great and whatever, I just feel like in a weird way I'm acting out or I don't know. And I just I, I want something different. Yeah. A little bit. I'm like, you're exhausting me with this. I know. Thing. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, it's fine. It's I understand, mind. though. It's important. And, like, it's important to you, so it's important to me. I don't know. I, I feel... Just wish, I just wish I knew how much of this was me just wanting to have positive sexual experiences and then just me wanting to feel wanted. I think a lot of it... Enough. I think more of it is you wanting to feel wanted. It's so tied into disability. It's so yeah. annoying. It's so annoying. It's like, and also I just want like, to feel valued because I feel like I've just been ignored for so long. Yeah. And I think that you had a real like watershed moment for yourself when you came out about your disability. Which wasn't that long ago. Which was not that's that fucking, long ago. No, that's the And it's part. like, that's kind of where it was things... was four years ago. Yeah. That's where things turned for you. And you met Jonathan like a year afterwards. No, I met... I came out about my disability in on January something. And then we started dating literally that month yeah so it's like when you were honest about what it was you were dealing with in your life and like your disability things happen for you and doors open for you so i think a lot of it is trying to like is like you're living in a space of regret about the past and like realizing like you're it's almost trying to rewrite the past like oh if i just do it now then it makes up for all those years that i like wasn't honest and it's like I think it's a way to be hard on yourself about not being honest or like, and then it kind of becomes a punishment almost because it's like, 
that go going outside of your relationship as it currently stands would like fuck with your relationship. But it's also like you want to be, I know it's very complicated, but it's, it's understandable. Well, it's a constant when, when you're in a relationship, it's a constant balancing act of you don't want to stop growing as a person. You don't want to stop having experiences and it's how do you do that in conjunction with someone else? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not always, it, you can't always do it. And how do you reconcile your past and like your past mistakes yeah. and your past regrets and like honor them, work through them, put them in a box and then like move forward with your life and like be the best person you can be for yourself and for this person that's your partner. I just and that's feel, a lot harder to do than it sounds. I just feel really grateful that I have a partner who lets me talk about it, lets me be open about it. And also like, lets me talk about it on this podcast, mm-hmm. which is like great. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he listens to this, but like, well, <laughs> like the fact that I could, cause like, but I also think like, hello, when Jonathan and I started like dating, like I had just finished I'm special. Mm-hmm. And so I just like gave him my like memoir. Like, and I was like, here, babe, read Like here, read it. Like here's, here's my crash course in getting to know me. Yeah. So he's always known what it would be like to be with me in terms of, I can't be censored and I need to be honest about myself and where I'm at in life. Cause I honestly feel like that is my survival. Like I think like that that is, and you've been such a good like example of that for me personally and like inspired me in a lot of those ways too, because it's like, and to tie it all even back to like the Rachel Dole. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today all of it all Mm. it's like you that is an example of a person that cannot be honest about her life and like it all comes back to just like be honest and then move forward and like the like it sounds so cliche and like whatever even like biblical but it's like the truth sets you free you're no longer like a slave to anything because like it's all out on the table. You've said everything you need and then you, people are either like DTF with you or, or they're not. not. And but, that's like, fine. But either way, you're Because like you're why good. would you even want to F with someone that's not DTF with you? You wouldn't. No, sir. It's just like, but it's, it's hard. It's fine. It's something I think that I'm going to be dealing with no, for a long time. You're fine and it's fine, but it's good that you recognize that. And it's like a conversation that's ongoing. I know. I just, I think with Jonathan, it's so simple because I think Jonathan and I have had very ex- different 20 something experiences where he dated a lot and had a lot of sex and I didn't. And so he feels, I think, very content in just being like, okay. And he's also very loyal and just, that's just who he is. And that's why I love him. But, um, I mean, I it's can, just different, yeah. different journeys leading up to the relationship. Yeah. You know, I can relate to you in a sense that it's like, I really wish that I had done sex in my twenties differently because I feel like after having like a traumatic sexual experience in my teens, mm. that really colored the way I fucked in my twenties. Well, you're going to have sex now as someone who likes themselves, which is going to be a whole new ball game. That is a whole new ball game. But like in my twenties, like I slept with a lot of different people, but like a lot of that was like having like blackout sex or like, 
drinking too much and having people sex with people that I never would have had sex with sober or like feeling like I owed guys sex or like would just find myself in like sexual situations where it was like not necessarily non-consensual, but it was like very murky waters. And I regret a lot of that. I think that was the way. And I feel shame about a lot of that. And I think that was a way to normalize your assault, right? Yeah, I think so. But like at the same time, it's like, and I've had, like, I generally feel like I've had the type of sex that's like casual or no strings attached and like both people come at it from like a fun flirty perspective and you have a good time and it's like, lol, anyways, like that was fun. Right. But like, I've also had sex that I feel like more ashamed about and it was like, no lol, that was not so fun. But like, anyways, let's just like not talk about it again. And I wish that I, I guess I just, I wish that I'd never been raped. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say. Well, like, I wish I'd never been disabled. It's yeah, literally like, it's I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, you can't really what, change yeah, that. Yeah, and it is what it I is. Know. And like, I can't, like, I would love to be like coming from, and I'm trying to come from more of this place where I feel like very in control of my own sexuality and like express it in ways that feels positive to myself and like, nurturing to myself and then like have situations where I can like put myself out there to potential sexual partners or potential boyfriends or girlfriends and be like, this is me and like whatever. But it's just a work in progress. It's like a long and it's just a longer journey. And I think when I talk about the, like, I think we're maybe coming from the same place. Like when I talk about wanting a shaman to like pull whatever sexual block I have out of myself, Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing as you wanting to be able to fuck like a bunch of guys. And at the end of the day, we both just want to feel like, okay. And like right the wrongs of our past. Yeah. I think so too. I don't. Yeah. (laughs) What? Nothing. It's like, I know. You turn up the heat. I know. Turn up the heat combo. Things got real. All right. Um, (laughs) I want to talk about the Ashley Simpson show. Okay. I want to talk about Nikki Blonsky. Yeah, we will. We will. That's our babe of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, I mean, Rachel, there's so many there's babes so many. this there's week. So many. Like, this has been a real babe week. But also calling it the Rachel Divide is a babe. Because it's like the Rachel Divide. Yeah, it's called the Rachel Divide. Oh, I didn't even clock a that. Fucking pun. And you know me, I'm a slut for puns. I know. I didn't even clock that. I'm a glutton for punishment oh but, i didn't know that until literally just now when you said it twice no, no. I, like i watched that documentary Deanie, i was like what is this title like i don't get the rachel and claire were like i don't get it and i was like no it's the rachel divide and they're like oh and then they yeah just, i didn't it went right over my honey head, i but, clock every fucking pun that comes yeah, this way you do nothing gets past this noggin <laughs> so anyway i think that's a weird i just love making it into a pun like did some queen in the editing bay like do that um, so was it me? But anyways, the documentary is good. Yeah, you should definitely, you should watch, definitely it. watch it. It's fast. And you should also just it's like a roller coaster because like at one second you're literally like, yes. you're like, she's the devil. I fucking hate her. And then you're like, Oh my God, I like completely understand her and her journey. And then you're like, but wait, her journey is really fucked. And then it's like, it truly takes you on a journey. We it's should a journey also of just a lifetime. like, we should also just like start kickstarters for her sons to just like, find their own path yeah they need to because like, they need to be released i'm like hun just come to la they, they honestly are like truly like brie larson in room they like, are they, are, they can't they're being get, held hostage i know and and she uses them like props in a weird way if either of her sons listens to babe, listens to babe we're like honey reach out if rachel listens to babe 
honey. Don't tell us because we don't want to hear. Babe, if Rachel, if you're listening to babe, you need help. And like, you need to get a therapist and like, please listen. Just like no shame. Just like fix it. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. Wait, not too, too late to, late, to, to, to wait, no, no. It's, um, to apologize. It's not too late to, to apologize. apologize. It's, it's not, not too, too late. late. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so wait, so I've so been, Ashley. I've been rewatching the Ashley Simpson show because, because she has a new show coming out on E. She does. Yeah. It's about her and her fucking husband. Uh, who the fuck cares? But Evan Ross, Evan Ross. Yeah. Um, but I just have such a hard on for reality shows in the, in the early aughts. Cause I think it was truly an amazing era for TV. It was a great era. And we're talking about the simple life. We're talking about rich girls. Like it was iconic. Cause it wasn't also like people weren't as sobby as they once were. Although the Ashley Simpson shows pretty produced, but like, but it's pretty bone chilling. It's, it's not. No, here's the thing. She comes off. I mean, she's kind of stupid, but she's stupid in a way that a 19 year old would be stupid. That's well, the thing. Yeah. It actually kind of makes you. I mean, okay, so my, <laughs> the summer between my junior and senior year, I decided to make a documentary about my friends. Like, no. And, and our lives and the real story. Of a youth. documentary? Yeah. Like a video? Yeah. Like, and I interviewed my friends and talked about serious subjects and stuff like okay, that. Okay, Winona Ryder and like fucking. Yeah. No, it was fucking wild. <laughs> reality so, Bites over here. Yeah, it was. Watch no, us Reality no, Bites one. No, I, that's literally what happened. I watched Reality Bites between the summer between my junior and senior year, and I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. So then I, I, did that for all summer. I do admire though your relentless passion for like documentation. Yeah, because you have like you documented so many Everything. things and it's amazing. I know. If there was one piece of advice I would give to anyone, it's like document the shit out of your life. That's true. It's amazing. Anyways, so, go ahead. My so I thought I lost the tapes, um, and my brother found them. God bless him. He found the tapes and he 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 turned them into like discs or whatever the fuck you do. I don't know. They're online basically. When I watched them, I was so struck by how much energy you have as a teenager. Like you are bouncing off the goddamn walls. Like I'd like I'd pick up like my friend Christy would pick me up and I'd be like Christy. We'd be like ah. We'd like literally be like screaming at each other, singing at the top of our lungs. Like we were like manic. Like we were like literally like manic pixie, like teen girls. Like literally it was like crazy. They're like, it's Amy working at Ben and Jerry's. Ah, like literally like scream. Like we're like, yeah, that's a good free scoop. Oatmeal cookie chunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oatmeal cookie chunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being young. It was crazy. We were like nuts. And that's kind of how Ashley Simpson is. She's like lit on that youth. And like it kind of is sad because you realize as you get older, like you don't have that same energy. You just don't. I mean, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable and it goes away. And you're also not so like new to life and like being in that headspace. Yeah. Like you're a little bit, you have a little bit of wear and tear. But I, I mourn that. Cause like, they're really like, we really were like naive, like rambunctious, like just like heads in the head in the clouds. It was just a great thing to watch. Like, I mean, and a sad thing to watch. But anyway, Ashley Simpson knows kind of like that, but there's some bone chilly clips. Like there was one where she's working with these producers and one of them, John Shanks is like, 40 i would guess and yeah. she's 19 it's gross and yeah and she's in the booth like singing a song and he stops her and he's like listen um uh, i mean i would work with you anyway because you're so fucking hot but like yeah want to make this record and it was just like wait that is sick she's like 20 years younger than you and like ashley's clearly uncomfortable in the booth and she's like hey, you're hot too <laughs> yeah 
But I mean, I feel like you see that. I mean, not to take it back to Vanderpump Rules 24-7, but like even in the pilot of Vanderpump Rules, when Sheena's in the booth and she's recording her first single, it's like she's basically getting like sexually harassed by yeah. every single producer in there. Yeah. And it's just awful. Yeah. With those I meetings. cannot imagine like having to go through that in order to just like achieve your dreams. And you know it, what I mean? So like these co- producers are so condescending to her. And like everyone is just treating her like a dumbass and she's It's like she's the talent and you're trash. Yeah, like get over it. And like you're trying to flex on her because you know that. Yeah. It's gross. That's a classic move. Um, let's talk about Nikki Blonsky. Okay, Nikki Blonsky. Here's the deal. So I She heard, is my queen. No, she's everything. I feel bad for sleeping on her for so long because I had heard from gay Twitter that she was truly truly cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like tr- like like I, I saw someone assembled her tweets at people being like, Hey, my name is Nikki Blonsky from Hairspray. I would love to work with you. Like she's, she's so thirsty that like there's, we're going to need like a water, a bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> For, you know what I mean? We're going to need more Aquafina. Yeah. <laughs> she loves her Aquafina. So she lo- the so, fact that anyone that's like comes out and is like, my favorite band of water is Aquafina is I like fishing. Honestly, my hero. Yeah. I'm going to go back. My favorite thing. I'm going to go back to uh, watching Welcome Back, Cotter, because I have a very beautiful friend in it. And then smirks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's John Travolta. Literally, Nikki Blonsky. Who, by the way, John Travolta probably hasn't talked to her in years. No. he's not, She's not like a young twink missor. No. Like she had, he he's like, did I that. assault someone named Nikki in the sauna the other day? Yeah, he like calls a, his lawyer. He's like, who's Nikki? Did we give him a settlement or something? Well, so I feel bad for sleeping on her because now I follow her and her Instagram stories are truly insane in the membrane. She is 100% babe. Like yeah. it's a well, true... it all started because she took a, t- she gave a tour of her gorgeous best Western hotel room in West Virginia. And like, it's obviously a dump. And she, at one point, she turns the camera to the TV, and she goes, oh, my God, this TV. What do you even do with a TV this big? The TV is the size of my goddamn thumb. It's like a regular TV. It's a regular TV. And then she's like, look at the beautiful, the most beautiful view. And it's like, just grass. Someone's like mainlining Oxy. No, it's field. like, it's a best Western. Like, it's fine. It does the job. Like, you put the roof over your head for a night, but it's like... I guess she must have like been getting that for free and needed she seems to like, like. She's kind of on downers, TBH. Really? Are you bit. a Nikki Blonsky truther that she's really like an opioid addict? No, I think that she's just kind of she. I hope for her sake that she's a little bit on drugs. I hope that's not her natural. State. I think this is just Nikki Blonsky. I, I think Nikki Blonsky got plucked also, out of obscurity. Well, also we had heard. Here's what I know about Nikki Blonsky, just from being a, a gay that's alive in this world. Uh, hairspray and then the fight in the airport with the America Next Top Model contestant, which is a babe. Yeah. And her, the contestant's entire family. It was the Blonskys that brawled. Yeah. Had like a white power brawl. Yeah. With, I think her name is Bianca. I want to make sure. Then I had heard that she worked at a shoe store in upstate New York and now she just is remarkably thirsty on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. I love her. You should follow her. She's very funny. Oh, yeah. It was Bianca from ANTM. I knew it. I knew it. When you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Yeah. Bianca from ANTM and her family, Nikki Blonsky. (laughs) What? There's video of their fight at the airport. No. Bianca Golden. This is on People Crime. People.com slash crime. Okay. Bianca Golden. Nikki Blonsky kicked my mother in an airport brawl. 
<laughs> Can you imagine? Can you believe? <laughs> Can you believe? <laughs> America's Next Top Model contestant Bianca Golden is speaking out for the first time about the Caribbean airport brawl, saying both Hairspray star Nikki Blonsky and her father attacked Golden's mother. Golden says in the October 8th episode of the Tire Bank show that her family was at the Turks and Caicos airport on July 29th, returning from a family reunion for her dying grandfather when Nikki Blonsky became very rude to my aunt. An argument erupted between Blonsky and Golden's families. Then Blonsky's father, Carl, quote, punched my mom. <laughs> Carl, Carl Blonsky is out of control. No. He knocked her out. So no. Golden. He hit my mom with such force, she stumbled back. And when she stumbled back, the whole family got up and attacked Wait, my mom. That is insane. Yeah. Nikki Blonsky, like, I'm sorry, I don't feel that much. No, I don't sadness for her and i'm just like live laugh love drink aquafina forever for all i care because like you're fucking crazy you're you're trash yeah then when her her mother you're you're trash then when her mother was on the ground nikki quote takes her foot and kicks my mom in her vagina and (laughs) (laughs) and that's when my mom fell out completely says golden uh yeah if someone kicked me in the vagina same. Same. When Nikki kicked my mom, I went and grabbed her arm and she grabbed my earring, she says. Uh, her mom sat on her to get off. <laughs> her mom sat on her to get off of me because her mom saw what was happening and that was that. <laughs> so Nikki's mom is actually like a peacemaker in this whole <laughs> Golden says her mother was airlifted to the hospital with internal no. bleeding, a broken nose, and a fractured skull. Oh my god. Her face is still black and blue, she says. Carl, Nikki, Blonsky, and Golden were all arrested on assault charges, the most serious charges against Carl. A rep for Nikki says, since this is a pending legal issue, we've been advised by her lawyer not to comment. Wow. The end. Nikki, you're fired. Yeah. Bye, Nikki. Wait. XO. Have fun in the There's a video, but we can't really watch it on this pod. Okay. All of our phones are like in use for something and oh, right. delicate okay. lives hang in the balance. So anyways, Nikki is... <laughs> Jeez. It's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a, a lot, lot to deal yeah, with. It's not enough. I want more. All right. Should we get into reader mail? Reader mail? Yeah. So with us today is a very special person to weigh in on reader mail. You may or may not know her from Sexy Unique Podcast because she was a guest not too long ago. She's an actual doctor. She's an actual doctor. Yeah. So, so we're legit. <laughs> yeah. And we feel like, I mean, we give a lot of weird advice that probably is bad. But she can give good advice that's actually good. Like she's because like, she's, she's a doctor. She's a literal doctor. So hopefully she'll do a better job than we usually do. Yeah. And so do you want to say her name? <laughs> oh, sorry. This is a, this is a crash I'm course so on how to intro someone. Okay. It is, here is Dr. Dini Eichenstein. Is that how you pronounce it? Eichenstein. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dini Eichenstein. <laughs> um, hi. Thank hi. you for being here. So happy to be here. I'm so glad we're all in Palm Springs together. Me too. In the sauna of a house. <laughs> um, okay, so our first email is, Hi, Lauren and Ryan. Please keep me anonymous. First, I would like to say a massive thank you for Babe, Sexy Unique Podcast, and Now Saving Sex in the City 3. In addition to my Adderall prescription, your episodes are truly my daily dose of joy and lulls as I struggle through the 9-to-5 corporate world. 
On the most recent bonus episode of Babe, you talked about Lara's no- love for numerology, and Lara put out a call for patrons to tweet her for a reading. As a, quote, spiritual gangster who would literally take advice from a fortune cookie, I quickly unlocked my Twitter and sent Lara a tweet. I was ecstatic when Lara actually responded with my numerology reading, I'm a 13-4, and was happily surprised with how accurate it was down to the lack of safety and stability in my family of origin leading to my obsession with creating stability and safety in all aspects of my life. Curious, I looked up my boyfriend's life path number to see if his if this was also true. It was eerily accurate down to every detail. Turns out he's a life path nine and I'm a four, which from everything I can find on the internet is a terrible match. Yikes. This brings me to my current dilemma and how Lara's numerology reading has led me to ask, is it babe to stay in a relationship knowing that you are eventually going to break up with them? Mm. Quick backstory. I met my current boyfriend when I was at the tender age of 17 going on 18 and he was 23. I truly had the Hollywood love at first sight experience. We proceeded to date, aka hook up and get emotionally involved whenever we were both single, on and off for eight years. One year ago, we finally reckoned with our feelings and made the decision to commit to a real monogamous relationship. I'll spare you most of the details, but nine years later, there are a number of huge red flags and issues in our relationship. Here's one example. He's admitted that he likes to, quote, get a reaction out of me, unquote. For example, despite knowing that I was the victim of childhood molestation, argued with me about the Me Too movement and why I don't think these men should ever be allowed to get their careers, family, etc. back, asking me hypothetically, quote, if I found out he had committed a sexual assault, but he atoned for his sins and served jail time, would I forgive him and still be with him, unquote. When I answered that no, I probably would not be able to get past that, he went off on me, saying that I clearly don't really love him. Babe, your boyfriend's a bub. Just side note. Back to the email. We were out for dinner at the time, and he verbally tore me to shreds in the restaurant to the point that I was just sitting there with tears silently streaming down my face and trying not to, quote, embarrass him by crying in public, unquote. Lara's numerology reading was truly a wake-up call, articulating in ways I haven't been able to what the issues are in our relationship. I've subconsciously known this for months and even discussed in therapy, however, due in part to what I said earlier about the lack of familial stability growing up, I'm not emotionally ready to end the relationship, even though I know he is not the one I want to spend the rest of my life with. My therapist has told me not to beat myself up about this and instead to work on myself and build myself up until I feel I'm strong enough to end the relationship. What do you guys think? Am I babing out? Love you both. Fuck. Wow. You're not babing out. No. Like, this is, like, legitimate babe on a journey. It sounds like she's sure she's going to break up with him. Yeah. She just doesn't know if she can pull the trigger and if that's okay. Yeah. I think that's the summary. You're never going to be ready. Right? I mean, there are worse times to do it. There's no good time to do it. No, there's never a good time to break up with someone. But I think if you're sure, then... I think once you know, it becomes a matter of when, and you don't ever want to let it get to a point where it's like you're both hurting each other Mm -hmm. or you're getting hurt by him. Like, I've, I, in my last relationship, very much reached a point where I knew it was inevitable. Like this is not sustainable, blah, blah, blah. But I also like, didn't want to hurt. I didn't want to go through the like Mm -hmm. hurt and pain of Mm -hmm. a breakup. But in that time period where I recognized that and where the breakup happened was like, I don't think it was really good for either of us. Yeah. It's not super fair to stay in it. If you're sure you want out, but it's also like, 
this is not stability to me is not being with someone that's like trying to get a rise out of you. Like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. also just sounds like you're putting yourself through more like not necessarily abuse straight out, but like an offshoot of abuse. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. like saying, Oh, but what if I did that? Like, it's just like questioning and he's throwing wrenches into your stability by like doing that. Like Mm -hmm. someone that would actually be giving you the stability that you desire would not be saying that kind of shit to you. Yeah. This is not real stability. Yeah. So, I mean, only, you know what your situation is and like what you need to do, but I would say get the fuck out of that relationship. And like, there are plenty of fish in the sea that would Mm -hmm. honor your past and not, be a dick about it. Yeah. It it sounds really, really rough. Yeah. I'm sorry you had to go through that. That fucking sucks. Yeah. So like the longer you stay in, like the messier it gets, I feel like you're just digging yourself a deeper and deeper hole. So honey, start shoveling. (laughs) It's good. She's talking about in therapy. It's good. You're reflecting, you're doing the work. It's just about, you know, making that move and pulling the trigger. Yeah. And then continuing to do the work. Because it's not over once you're out of the relationship. No, it's like another wave just begins. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Such a downer. (laughs) I'm a professional downer. I'm a psychologist, by the way, not a medical doctor. I just want to clarify. Okay. Um, Watch the intro again. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) I feel like that, if I was a medical doctor, I would not be qualified to be weighing in Mm -hmm. on this. I'd be like, tell me about your rash. You handle emotional rashes. Yeah, yeah an yeah. emotional rash. Exactly. But you're definitely not babying out. You're actually babing in. Yeah. <laughs> Babe in. Babe in. <laughs> and best of luck. Write a follow-up and yeah. let us know how it goes. And you can absolutely, you have everything you need to, like, move forward and get out of there. Yeah, I concur. And it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for talking shit on numerology because I always thought it was gibbity gobbity goop and I still think it is. But the fact that her numerology chart woke her up to the, to the instability in the relationship is kind of great. Guys, it's wild. Also, I'm just going to say I like, I didn't even think to like come for you over your naysaying of numerology and I still won't because I want to be respectful, (laughs) but I, Something about nines that's really interesting and my brother is a nine is that they are known for having like severe mommy issues. And I don't know if like that resonates with you reader or not, but please write us back and let me know if it does. Like they have like all of that kind of shit going on Mm -hmm. and it's just like a thing that nines are known for. Anyways, I want to talk more about this later. Okay. Yeah, I absolutely do. Lauren Ryan, at 27 years old, I had my first true heartbreak in February, late bloomer. I ignored all the red flags thinking, oh, every couple has its issues. And babe, no. He wasn't over his ex-girlfriend and he knew it. Long story short, he said he loved me and led me on. It's now May and I'm still not over this dude. It was a long distance relationship to complicate things. I've committed some heinous acts of self-hate, texting him and trying to get him to say no that he did, that he really did love me. Slash wish we could be together. That's my mommy slash abandonment issues saying, sup, bitch. Oh, and of course, slept all hours, neglected schoolwork. I'm in grad school, etc. I lived in L.A. for nine months, and I'm struggling in ways I could never have anticipated. I've met more exhausting crazies slash knowlers than I have very few friends. The people in my program are babies, 23 to 23, and I haven't really connected with any of them. 
My attitude is not so much negative as I'm angsty slash borderline doing that non-chic feeling sorry for myself thing. I'm really struggling to get out of my apartment and stop negative self-talk like I'm not cool or funny enough. Oh, and I'm just barely stopping myself from texting him. Anyway, so I'm obviously on Team Babe. Happy to have you guys on my journey. I'm lucky to walk in your love and light. Off to Babe out and more. Love you, mean it. Babe, I feel bad because I... 100% been in this exact same situation and continue to be off and on in that same situation. Get a therapist. Yeah, get a therapist. There wasn't really a question in there. It was just like, this is really hard, guys. And thank you. And I love you. And um, maybe that sounds lonely. That sounds lonely. But this is a good time to tie in the fact that Dr. Dini, come see see Dr. (laughs) Dini. Wait, because you do need to see her. You do need to see her. I get her for free. (laughs) (laughs) We get her for free. And she recommended me to an amazing therapist in my time of desperate need. She's gotten all of us into therapy. She's gotten all of us into therapy. And Dr. Dini specializes in anxious women in their their twenties that are dealing Mm -hmm. with shit. Yeah. Come see me. Come see her. We'll email you back. I'm going to email you back. But also wrap wrap your thing so they can find you. Oh, Dr. Dini on Instagram. Dr. Dini on Instagram, but I'll email her back with your info just in case. And like, this is just a weird dark period that it's, it's temporary. Like this is a, this is a temp. Grad school is really transitional and there's a big mix of people. And I'm curious what she's studying, but, um, it's temporary. You're going to come out. You're going to find your career, which is probably what you're in there for. And just this is a time. And finding your purpose and then living your purpose is such a huge part of being like happy with yourself and your life state. Also, the first year where you move to a big city might as well just be deleted. Like it's not like it. you're not going to find your tribe. You're going to go to weird restaurants, weird bars, hang out with weird people, and you're going to eventually find your tribe. You always do. I've moved from San Francisco to New York to LA and I've like I've not known many people each move and it's always worked out. But the first year is always rough. But Especially in LA. LA is really a hard car culture, like isolating kind of place. It's really spread out. People are I wouldn't say people are unfriendly here but they're like not trying to make friends it's difficult to connect with new people yeah like if you I moved here with having like a very small concentrated circle of friends that I was able to use as my like base and then branch out from which was really lucky because I've been in situations like when I moved to Chicago where I had no friends it was very very difficult but like you have all the tools and the knowledge and the wherewithal, like clearly you're a smarty or in grad school, like yeah, and it's going to be okay. It's good to be discerning about who you surround. You. Like it's lonely, but don't become friends with people you don't like. Yeah. It's yeah. better that to be alone weird. than just like hang out with random babes and like just because they are reaching out to you. Yeah. I can't count how many times I've eaten a chop salad with someone that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. So we're emailing you the info of a really good therapist and like (laughs) things might take off. Dear Lauren Ryan, I write this on the heels of storming out of my boyfriend's apartment. It is 90 degrees currently and he invited me to sleep over. The catch? He refused to turn on his fully functioning air conditioning. That sounds familiar. We are both adults. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, whoa, triggered. (laughs) 
We are both adults with well-paying jobs who can afford to air condition our apartments. Money isn't an issue. I got so desperate, I offered him $10. It was literally, and I use literally, literally 85 degrees in his apartment. On top of the temperature, he's a clingy sleeper who makes me overheat in the depths of below freezing winters. I said I was going to go home after laying butt naked on his bed for 20 minutes, scooting further and further away from him as he scooted closer to me. He got mad at me for leaving. It's late for me, and I have to wake up at 5 a.m. I want to sleep. I just got home and cranked my AC. Am I babing out? Is my annoyance justified? Is there a way to ask him to never invite me to sleep over when his apartment is boiling hot without going down a deeper babe hole? Anyway, I'm too keyed up from feeling slighted to sleep now. Love and light. Babe, break up with this fucking guy. <laughs> you don't need an AC with that fuck? one. It's cold as ice, honey. Honey, honey you wow. are not babying out and to even think that you're being unreasonable. He's gaslighting you and he is a demon monster. Like, I'm fully, like, delete him. I wonder what the fight's really about. Mm-hmm. Taking it to a deeper level. I like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. I would be fucking furious, but... Why won't he turn on the AC? Like, what is this about? What is this actually about? Because, like, money is not ever about money. Like you said, he has money to, like, pay for the AC. You'd pay for it. What is he really doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something deeper. But, yeah, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Maybe his next maybe his next girlfriend can figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be for you to figure might out. might not be your journey or you your calling. You get to decide. To get to the bottom. Good point, though. Follow up. Let us know more. Yeah. Because she said he also overheats in the winter. Is that what she said? So he it's sounds not like, like he won't use... He sleeps hot. So Like he personally gets yeah, hot? Yeah. I oh, think okay. he just is like a hot sleeper. But also that doesn't track because then wouldn't you want it cold? Yeah, it's a little confusing. But either way, he's not really respecting what you need. Lauren Ryan, my best friend lives with a guy that everyone knows is gayer than a $2 bill, but he has yet to admit it to anyone. Normally, I respect someone's journey to come out when they are ready, but all signs point to him just waiting for someone to ask if he's gay or nay. I've been following a sad gay secret since they started living together two years ago. He has always been extremely flamboyant, but recently he's gotten extreme at dropping hints to those he's closest to. I've become obsessed with finding evidence that he no doubt likes the boys on a babe level. I looked at all his accounts he follows on Insta and is chock full of gay meme accounts. Everything from grinder parody shit to the whole queer eye cast. My other best friend happened to stumble upon his profile on the new gay dating app Chappie, confirming what we all knew was the truth. How do we go about telling him we know and that we support him without offending him and forcing him to have a conversation he's not comfortable with? Is it not our place to bring up the elephant in the room? Help. Just ask. Yeah. If he doesn't want to talk about it, then that's it. I mean, clearly he doesn't because he hasn't. But some people do want to be asked, I think, all kinds of things that they're afraid to say. Yeah. And um, you can keep, you can, if he doesn't want to talk about it, he'll tell you. Or if he says no, then you drop it. Well, he, it seems like he's already living like a semi-out existence. If he's on chappy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so he's already one foot out the door. He just might need a little nudge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. But yeah, wait, is he dating? I'm sorry, was he dating a friend? No, it's just like a... Oh, he's just like a... Okay, like a random friend. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. But yeah, do ask and then maybe do or don't tell. <laughs> you know? Okay, here's a good follow. This is what I was looking for. 
the follow-up from Gonorrhea Girl. Oh, good. Gonorrhea Girl. Gonorrhea Girl. Dear Laura and Ryan, Gonorrhea Girl here, and I'm looking for some advice because I feel like I'm being scammed. Laura seems like an expert, and now I don't know what to do. Last night, I thought I was being responsible by not going out and getting really drunk and getting really drunk and lolling with my roommate at home instead. Flash forward a few hours later, add some pills and weed to all the alcohol, and I'm lit. I feel like I've been hearing all about sugar daddy websites lately and decide that right now is the best time to sign up and see how easy it is. I made a profile without much info on it just so I could see what was out there on the website, but I did include a picture of myself. I'm either really attractive or look like I can easily be scammed, or both, but it didn't take long for daddies to start messaging me. These websites try to make you upgrade your account to message people back, so I texted their phone numbers that they sent me. I started talking and flirting with this one daddy, and before long, he wants to pay my credit card and give me a $2,000 weekly allowance. All I have to do is let him be my only daddy and delete my account on that website. Since I was five minutes into being a sugar baby, this didn't seem like a bad offer, so I took it. He then gave me his bank account number and routing number to pay my card, and I sent him a picture of it after I used it. It's Sunday now, so TBD on whether it will clear or not, but it was $10,000 plus. That's what she got? That's what he, Gonorrhea Girl, got. I don't know if Gonorrhea Girl is a guy or a girl, but it's just Gonorrhea Girl. So Gonorrhea Girl just literally, last time emailed us, thought she, he had Gonorrhea, and now Gonorrhea Girl's getting her 10000 plus credit Life's card Life's on the up and up. This is a babe. I will pay for a lot of STD tests. When I wake up in the, wow. when I wake up this morning, my daddy is texting me and telling me he wants me to buy him iTunes and Amazon gift cards. Buy him? Yeah. Oh no. Reading back through our conversation from the night before, I realized I drunkenly agreed to buy these cards for him because he's in Dubai or something and works in tech. Red I don't flag, know. Red flag, red flag, red <laughs> flag. IDK, this is all very sketchy. My first instinct is just to ghost him and pretend like this whole thing never happened. Most of the expenses on my card are work-related, and I get reimbursed for them anyway, so I don't really need the money. I just want it. And this could be the easiest money I've ever made in my life, I'll say. But sending someone pictures of scratched-off iTunes cards that I bought scream scam to me. Do I wait to see if his money goes through first? Anyways... Any advice you could give would be great because obviously this entire situation is a total babe and I'm feeling really anxious, but that could just be the edible I ate earlier. I probably am going to ghost him because as Ma Anon Sheila would say, burn all bridges. Go forward and do not look back. Ryan, that's a wild, wild country reference. You should really, really watch the show. Love and light. GG. Oh, I love gonorrhea. P.S. I still don't have gonorrhea and I can't wait for the merch. <laughs> We I should, love gonorrhea. Can we make girl. gonorrhea girl t-shirts? Yes. yes. Wow. wow. I love her. I love her. Gonorrhea, love gonorrhea girl, girl is iconic. She's iconic to us. I hope she's a character. She is. Like, like not a, I hope she wrote. I mean, non a judgmental way, just like, this is a great character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This um, isn't, like, gonorrhea girl's life is really aspirational and babespirational. This is definitely a scam, though, and I think she should, she should restart, or he should restart the sugar baby. What's the scam? Well, it's the iTunes Dubai. I don't like. Put Anytime the- he needs money from her, I don't understand. He doesn't it. need, yeah. I don't understand it either. Get far, far away. Gonorrhea girl, I need to know, did the charge, did it charge his bank account? Like, did your credit card bills get paid? I doubt it. And she doesn't need the money. Go away from this guy. I'm scared for her. Maybe, yeah. Here's what I'm thinking now that I think about it is that 
whoever sent her the routing number and bank account number is scamming her in the sense that they stole this routing number and bank account number oh and they're God. directing it to yes. her card. Yes. And like now the charges will be directed to you. No. You gotta get the fuck out of there. Gotta Gonorrhea get out. Girl. Gotta get out. Gotta yeah. Gonorrhea girl's Got, like in gone. jail right now. Yeah, yeah for, for real. Serious like fraud. Yeah. Gonorrhea girl blackmail. Reach, reach out again. Yes. Let us know what the update is, because I need to know. This was this, this email was sent six days ago, so hopefully we'll have more on the next episode. I need more. This is a literal 911 to gonorrhea girl. We're hooked <laughs> and we're not gonna give up until we get answers. Wow. I also love like a casual like weed pills booze night. I know. That was a, sounds not so low key. She's wild and out. She's yeah. wild and out. She's wild all country. Mm-hmm. She's wild. She really She's is. She's burning bridges wow. and trying to pay those 10K credit card bills. I love it. Also, but- I'm like, $10,000 on a credit card bill? Like, how? Uh, I can tell you. <laughs> it's easy. You blink twice. <laughs> I'm never. I'm with you. Yeah. I can imagine. I can but, imagine. But, like, I get it, but I also am like, how? Like, I don't think I've ever been approved for that much credit in my life. Mm, mm. What? That's a different problem. <laughs> <laughs> my credit score is gonorrhea, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do an episode about that. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to talk about yeah. credit scores. Yeah. But maybe next time. Yeah. My, um, my credit score, no, never mind. <laughs> tell us. No, it was just not going to work. Yours is good. Yeah, it's good. My credit score is amazing. You're a credit score and I'm a credit whore. <laughs> I don't know how that like. And this is now. a credit bore. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Is that it or do we do That's, one more or what? Uh, we know. should go. It's yeah, hot. Yeah, we should go. It's really hot. We're sorry and for everything. <laughs> we're sorry for everything, but I think this actually turned out to be really wonderful. We know that we were not at our like lolsiest. No, but this is a good. Today, this is a good app. But you have to understand, we're lit- our faces are truly melting off. Like. Lara's like Moo is actually just a pile of garbage. It's wet. I have sweat marks just, in my Tom Schwartz Moo. Yeah. But thank you, Dr. Dini, for being on. Yeah, and if thank you, you Dr. if you do Dini. live in Los Angeles and you are a twenty something woman woman, women, woman with anxiety, yeah. which is literally Or if you're a woman, right? Yeah. Or is it just twenty something? No, I see older and younger. Love. Yeah. You should really hit her up because she's amazing. Dr. Dini on yeah. Instagram. Should we spell it? Spell yeah. it. D-E-A-N-I-E. Yeah. And <laughs> our other friend's drying her hair, so you might hear the hair dryer. And it's fine. We're living, laughing, loving, but we gotta go. We gotta go. All, All right. right. Love you guys. Love Smooch. you. Thank you for being here. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.